Coming up today, Pastor Ray Bentley introduces us to the Gospel of Mark. The first gospel that would become four gospels to reach the four corners of the earth. God had such a mighty purpose, but he, he waited until John Mark had failed two times royally before until finally he got the young man grown up and mature and ready and saying, now that's a young man that I can use. Spread Welcome to Maranatha Radio with Pastor Ray Bentley. Maranatha, bringing the message of Christ soon return, the whole gospel to the whole world. Today, we crack open the gospel of Mark. Mark actually had two names. He was John Mark, and Pastor Ray will explain that. But we'll see how Mark was a careful student of the Apostle Peter, and actually was a pioneer in beginning to chronicle the ministry of Jesus Christ. Let's listen now as Pastor Ray begins. Open your Bibles to the Gospel according to Mark. And we're going to just start off looking at the first 11 verses of this incredible Gospel. What does Gospel mean? Good news. It's exactly what it means. And the Gospel is Jesus. The good news is Jesus. Pretty much everything else happening in the world is the bad news. <laughs> People have got to be desperate for good news. Okay, let me uh, take a few moments and introduce to you your, your dear precious brother. Uh, his full name is John Mark. And I want you to get to know him a little bit because uh, you're going to meet him in heaven. And I want you to be able, when you sit down with him, say, hey, I remember we sat down, we, we studied together, and we read your gospel together and spent some time with John Mark when we get to heaven. By the way, John was his Jewish name Mark was his Roman name. So that's why I will often refer to him as John Mark. He was a Jewish young man in a Roman world. Uh, so he kind of lived in two worlds. Not unlike being a Christian today. Uh, we are Americans and we are citizens of this great country and that's very uh, cool, but we are also citizens of heaven. We have dual passports. And we are citizens, royal citizens of the kingdom of heaven. And I must say, as proud as I am of being a citizen of this wonderful land, uh, a great country, uh, there's nothing like having my passport to heaven <laughs> with the name of Jesus, you know, that he knows my name and the day that I was born again and became a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. Now, John Mark was a young man when Jesus was crucified. We believe he was approximately 12 years of age. And so his gospel uh, is not from obviously his own experiences. John Mark did not travel with Jesus from, you know, for three years from the ages of nine to 12. Essentially, John Mark's gospel is what he personally heard and was taught and listened to as he spent time with the apostle Peter. So as we go through the, the gospel, according to John Mark, what you're really also, you're, you're going to get to know John Mark and his unique personality and, and the way that he communicates, but the stories and the miracles and all the sayings of Jesus and the events that took place 
are really what John Mark heard through Peter. So how cool is that? I mean, wouldn't you love to, you want to, wow, I want to know, what, what did Peter think about Jesus? What did he think about this or that? That's what John Mark, the gospel according to John Mark, is going to give to us. The opportunity really to hear uh, what it was like to be with Jesus Christ of Nazareth from Peter's perspective. We know that Peter called John Mark his son. He said, Mark, you are my son. Uh, his son, and by that he meant his son in the faith. And that Mark spent quite a bit of time as a companion with Peter in his life and ministry. You know, there was the multitude. Out of the multitude, you had then a smaller group of disciples that were more committed. Inside of that were the 12. But inside the 12, you had another inner circle of the three. And if I could just take a, one brief moment and give to you a, what would I call it, a, an invitation as much as, as it is an opportunity. Did you know that just like with the courtyard of the temple in the Old Testament, everybody, all the Jews got to go to Jerusalem. So also with Christians, we'll all, you know, all who are born again will go to heaven. But once you get to Jerusalem, then going into the temple, there are various rings or levels of intimacy that you can go further and further in. And not everybody went all the way in. As we know, uh, there was the outer court, there was the court of the Gentiles. Even Gentiles were allowed to come, not only to Jerusalem, but they could actually come to the Temple Mount and they could come to the court where Jews and Gentiles kind of mingled together right next to the temple. Wow, awesome. But then there was a court inside of that, and the court where those who could come and begin to worshiping and bringing their sacrifices and, and serving the Lord, the people of Israel, inside of that was even an, another inner circle of the holy place where the priests, only the priests, were allowed to go. And then inside of that was the holy of holies, and that's where God let himself be seen. And inside of that, when God allowed his glory to be seen, it was called the Shekinah. The Hebrew word is Shekinah. It was called the glory cloud, light, uh, fire, smoke. And this only the high priest was allowed in. May I say to you that I think that when we get to heaven, there are various levels of intimacy even in heaven. And you and I, it's not like, oh, you were born in this uh, system and you can't go all the way in. The invitation is that we can go all the way. We have access before the throne of the Father all the way into the Holy of Holies. But I believe that not only in the Old, but also in the New Covenant, it's intimated that there are, there are various levels of intimacy with the Lord. So let me tell you about your father, your, the heart of your daddy in heaven. He wants you in the inner, inner, innermost circle of the most intimacy that you can have. But as in any relationship, he can't make you, or he could, but he won't, because he wants a real relationship. So if you only, if you're comfortable kind of hanging out in the outer courts, uh, you're saved and you go to church, but you're kind of in the outer rings, uh, he'll let you stay there. If you want to go in further, if you want to go in deeper, he'll bring you into that as well. So I guess a question for you to answer in your own mind, just how intimate do you want to be with the Lord? He is not stopping anything. You come as far and as deeply as you want to come.
So here is Peter, who is in the inner circle with Peter, James, and John. And now he has this young man named John Mark. Now, the only personal part then of the story, since Mark was so young when this happened, you know, where did John Mark come in contact with Jesus? He tells a story at the end of his gospel in the Garden of Gethsemane when the soldiers came to arrest Jesus and there was a young man who was there and we think he was around 12 years of age and a soldier grabbed hold of that young man and you know, this was terrifying. Even Peter, James, John, the other disciples, they were afraid in the Garden of Gethsemane. When Jesus got arrested, he's betrayed by Judas, he's getting ready to be taken and beaten and then after that, the crucifixion, and there was a young boy there at the Garden of Gethsemane who had his cloak, the soldier, some Roman rough soldier grabs his coat and says, you're one of them, come with me, boy. And all of a sudden, this guy, he gets out of the coat and he flees and he runs for his life. Now, while Mark does not identify that was him, we believe from putting all the stories and the gospels together and the book of Acts together, that was Mark. He was that 12-year-old little boy who ran, and you can understand why. Then we know, of course, the story that later when, well, let me, let me give you this first. Mark's mother's name was Mary. <laughs> you ever get confused with the Marys in the Bible? There's a lot of Marys, so it's a very popular name. And so Mark's mother's name was Mary, but she lived in Jerusalem, and she had apparently a, a fairly wealthy home that probably had a, a large kind of a family room that was upstairs and you could have gatherings. The early believers and disciples gathered in John Mark's house because his mom had made it available to Jesus and the other disciples. And so they, the early church met there. And Mary, John Mark's mother, had a brother whose name was Barnabas the Barnabas that is mentioned in the book of Acts, which means that John Mark's uncle was Barnabas, who traveled with the apostle Paul in his missionary journeys. And we know in the book of Acts that as Paul and Barnabas, Barnabas was an encourager. Paul was like this theologian from just heaven itself with all of his insights and visions and revelations and writings. And they made a tremendously powerful team going. They were busting Rome from the ground up with the gospel, turning the world upside down. But then Mark, they were going to go further east uh, where there was a lot of uh, opposition to the gospel, probably demonic strongholds. And again, Mark, just like when he was 12, got scared and he turns around and goes home. And Paul and Barnabas, you know, they finally get home from their mission and then they're ready to go out again. And, and Barnabas goes, yeah, let's give, uh, you know, John Mark another chance. Paul says, no way. He bailed on us when we were out there in the thick of it. I don't trust him. I don't want him to know. And Barnabas said, no, 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 Paul. Look, let me encourage you, brother. And he began to use his gift of encouragement. And Paul and Barnabas were so stubborn. This anointed, powerful, dynamic, you know, duo. They finally said, you know, Paul said, he's not coming. At least not with me. Barnabas goes, if he doesn't go with you, I don't go with you. And Paul's like, so be it and they split. These are men, you know, we're talking about the, the resurrection of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, spirit-filled, the gifts and powers and miracles are happening, and men of God, and they don't get along. 
Anybody ever have a problem with another brother or sister? You're in good company. You know, they're not in heaven yet. They weren't in heaven yet. We're not in heaven yet. And uh, so there come times where God is a division. Now, the good news is that at the end of their lives, it comes back around. And, and Paul did give uh, young John Mark another chance. And in fact, when Paul was in prison in Rome, Mark was with him. And we believe that it was while Mark was with Paul, who was in prison in Rome, that he started writing down all of the stories and all the sayings that he had heard from Peter about Jesus. No one had ever done this before. Matthew hadn't done it. Luke hadn't done it. John hadn't done it. This young John Mark, who had, had run away when he was scared at 12, who had abandoned uh, his uncle Barnabas and the Apostle Paul on the mission field is now the very first one to write and collect the stories, the sayings, the miracles, the life of Jesus, and put it all together and create what would be a new genre of literature that would be called the Gospels. In fact, it's so obvious that Matthew copied and even Luke copied what Mark said, and then they added their own details and stories. That's why the first three are called the synoptic gospels, meaning they look alike. But just so you know, the pattern, the foundation that everybody kind of looked to, then added their own touch to it, was John Mark. Pastor Ray Bentley will have more of today's study in just a moment. Since Pastor Ray went to heaven, so many listeners have shared comments on what his teaching means to them. Pastor Ray was influential in teaching us to make the Bible our manual for life. Nothing else was needed and nothing else mattered. He taught us to keep our eyes on Jesus, love God, our neighbors, and the Bible. We can't wait to see him again. God is good all the time. It's so encouraging to hear how Pastor Ray's teachings have touched so many lives through the years, and your prayers are cherished by the Bentley family. If you have a message to share, you can email us, ray at raybentley.com, or post a comment on our homepage at raybentley.com. And now more of today's message from Pastor Ray Bentley. Surely there are some of us who feel like I've blown it. And, and, you know, blown it royally. You gotta admit that, that it's, it's royally blown when your story is put in the Bible for the next 2,000 years for everybody to read, right? That's not gonna happen to any of us. But then when you do royally, as it were, blow it, here's what the enemy likes to do. He likes to say, cool, I can put them in condemnation, put them on the shelf, they'll never be used again. I don't have to worry about them anymore. And John Mark, the Jewish Roman young man is the great witness and example and testimony that literally the first gospel that would become four gospels to reach the four corners of the earth. God had such a mighty purpose, but he, he waited until John Mark had failed two times royally before until finally he got the young man grown up and mature and ready, even with his mistakes using those mistakes and saying, now that's a young man that I can use. Because here's what doesn't come through in the Gospel of Mark. You know what doesn't come through in the Gospel of Mark? Mark. What comes through in the Gospel? Jesus. 
And sometimes we got to go through those painful, broken, I blew it again, whatever deals, so that when we finally can be used of the Lord, it's not about the stupid clay jar anymore. It's that, man, yeah, it's a clay jar, but look at the light that is shining through that. That's what happened with John Mark. Amen? So look with me in verses one through three. It says, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Oh man, John Mark starts right off with his thesis. This is it. Yeshua is the Messiah, the Son of God. That's it. Jesus is the Messiah, and he is the Son of God. And, you know, even though he doesn't tell the story of the incarnation, he, he intimates it, as we shall see, when he starts with the baptism of Jesus. And let me give you uh, why. There is something of the incarnation, Jesus, you know, the, the miraculous birth that was foreseen in the Exodus, even. Uh, Exodus chapter 3, verses 7 and 8, I put in your notes. Let's read that out loud. I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering, so I have come down to rescue them. The story of, of the exodus of the children of Israel out of Egypt is the, is the story of the incarnation in the Old Testament. And the entire story reveals the Lord. Who is the one that is talking in that verse, by the way? Who is saying, I have seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I've heard them crying. I am concerned about, who's, who's saying that? God is. The entire story reveals the Lord's concern for his people, and more than that, his compassion for his people. And more than that, because he is so concerned and he's so compassionate, he says, I can't stay in heaven. I am, I gotta go down. I must come down and rescue them. And then, so the angel of the Lord appears to Moses in a burning bush. And then the voice of the Lord speaks, and he says, Moses, I've seen, I've heard, I have come down to rescue them. That is the heart of the gospel. God is concerned for his people. Do you ever read the newspaper and get concerned for people in the world and what's going on? How much more the heart of God? God is concerned for his people. He comes down when he's concerned. And then his Shekinah appears. And then he says, I come to rescue. I come to save. I come to deliver. And then he sends a divine messenger. Now, as we'll see in this beginning verses of the Gospel of Mark, do you know where Mark begins? He doesn't begin with the, uh, you know, the incarnation and the story of Mary. He begins with the baptism of Jesus because for him, when Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River, that was the burning bush of the Gospel of Jesus Christ. That was when God said, I've heard, and I'm gonna send a messenger to prepare the way, and his name is John the Baptist and I care, and I am concerned, and I'm coming down, and I'm going to rescue them. And when Jesus is baptized and the Holy Spirit, the heavens open, they, they, they split open, and the Holy Spirit comes down in the form of a dove upon Jesus. That for Mark, that was the exodus of the new covenant. That was God saying, I'm with you, I've heard, I'm, I'm concerned, and I'm going to start doing miracles and touching and healing and bringing salvation to the world. 
So Mark is not shy about stating his thesis. Yeshua is the Messiah, the Son of God. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And he puts this story together. Now Mark, look with me in verses 2 and 3. He says, as it is written in the prophets, behold, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way before you. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Mark starts off with a quotation from Isaiah. Because Mark, who himself was reading the prophet, his prophets were Isaiah. We can read the prophecies about Jesus and the apostle Paul and Peter in the New Covenant. There was, nothing is written now. When Mark sits down to write this gospel, so his prophets were like Isaiah. And Mark, by reading the prophet Isaiah, believed that the time that Isaiah had prophesied of the messianic age to come was happening right now through Jesus Christ. And the hour of the good news that Isaiah said, man, wait till you see this. When this happens, the Messiah has come, God has come to deliver you. And when he comes, you'll know it because he'll bring good news. And that is the meaning of the word gospel. So Isaiah chapter 52, verse 7. Let's read that out loud together from your notes. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who proclaims peace, who brings glad tidings of good things, who proclaims salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. The gospel, the good news is a message of salvation. You and I can be saved for all time and all eternity by trusting in Yeshua, who is the Messiah. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so the gospel is a message of salvation. It's a message of hope. It's a message of joy. Now, what you may not know at first glance as you read these verses and they're in italics in my Bible, letting me know it's a quote from the Old Testament, is that what Mark has actually done is taken three different passages from the Old Testament, from three different books in the Old Covenant, and fused them together. Sometimes just a phrase. Sometimes just a verse or a part of a verse. And he puts those three things together in a way that no one had ever known or seen before. In fact, I put it in your notes. He uses a phrase from Exodus chapter 23. And then he adds another phrase uh, from Malachi chapter 3, verse 1. And then he closes it with Isaiah chapter 40, verse 3. And then he blends them all together and says, This is that which was spoken of by the prophets. The Messiah, Jesus, is the Messiah whom the prophets spoke of. Pastor Ray Bentley giving us our first glimpse at the insights contained in the Gospel of Mark. And there's so much more to come in the days ahead here on Maranatha Radio. Today's study is titled, To the Rescue. If you missed any part, you can hear a replay on iTunes or at raybentley.com.
That's raybentley.com. When you get to the homepage, you can leave a tribute to Pastor Ray's life and service to the Lord. Also, click the word media, and you'll see the words watch, radio, and Devo, three engaging ways you can enjoy Pastor Ray's insights via video, audio recording, or daily devotions. In fact, at the very bottom of the page, you can link to Pastor Ray's Facebook page, his podcast, his YouTube channel, and Twitter feed. And you'll also find Pastor Ray's books there at raybentley.com. His new book, The Final Witness, is an engaging prophetic fiction novel, part of the Elijah Chronicles series. It's riveting and educational at the same time. And raybentley.com is always where you'll find the best deals on Pastor Ray's resources. You can also donate securely right there on the site. Your investments help bring the whole gospel to the whole world. Or our mailing address is Maranatha Radio, 10752 Coastwood Road, San Diego, California, 92127. Well, next time, join Pastor Ray for more from our studies in Mark. More from God's Word next time on Maranatha Radio. Maranatha, bringing the message of Christ's soon return, the whole gospel to the whole world. Maranatha Radio with Pastor Ray Bentley is an outreach of Maranatha Chapel, 10752 Coastwood Road, San Diego, California, 92127.